Hello. Welcome to the very first official pilot episode of Relative Reaction. Yay! This is what I am hoping will be your new favorite podcast, and even if it isn't your favorite, because I understand I'm not going to reach for the stars, I do <laughs> hope it is one that you tune into every week. Yes. Um, just a quick introduction. Like we said, this is Relative Reaction. My name is Travis. I am Bryn. You can call me Mama Bryn. Exactly, and the whole concept of relative reaction is that is my mother, I am her son. Uh, what we're going to do is basically react to a couple trending topics every week. We'll have a couple topics that are kind of trending throughout the last week that we'll both bring up. We'll give our opinions. Um, then our we views. will also kind of end every episode with one last little event. Yeah. Um, just not necessarily something that is trending throughout the week, but something that is definitely either weighing on our minds or something that we found interesting. Just something random that we want to give our one last opinion on, just in case you're still listening by that point that you can listen into. Yes. As you might have read in our description, we're just here. We're giving overrated opinions about everything from here to there. Different ages brings different views, and sometimes we might just agree. Sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> This will be coming out every Wednesday. We'll let you know if anything ever changes, if anything ever gets delayed or brought forward. Uh, even through holidays, we'll still be releasing. Certain holidays, we might end up releasing like a day early or something, but right. it'll still be out there once <clears throat> a week. Please, before we get too far into it, I want you to go to Facebook. Go to Relative Reaction. If you search it, we'll pop up. You'll see our little podcast emblem, the same thing that you're looking at on your yes. iTunes your and or your... Um, Google Play, Podbean, Be sure whatever to you're like us. To. Go over to Facebook, like us there. We'll be giving out shout outs every week. We'll be giving out oh, some yes. stuff once we get a little bit more into our groove here. Uh, if you have Twitter, we do have a Twitter as well. It's at Relative React One. Um, that's R E L A T I V E R E A C T I and the number one. Uh, so you can go look at our Twitter handle. But again, if you search Relative Reaction on Twitter, we are the first ones to pop up to the best of my knowledge last I checked. So it should be easy to find there. And, and since this is our very first episode, we would love some feedback just to know how we're doing, how the mics are working, background noise, anything. Just give us some feedback. Yes, I, I we definitely want feedback and not just on the episode and the content and everything, but like she said... Give it to us on our audio on what can we do better? What will make your listening experience that much more enjoyable, that much more entertaining? Because I do want you to come back every week and listen and fall in love with not only the topics that we're going to discuss, but with us as well. I want to make this one big yes. family. So yes. relative reaction turns into not just mom versus son, old versus new, but it also turns into just one giant family of relative reaction. We're all kin. The very first week before we get too far into our topics and start kicking this off, uh, the first couple shout-outs I do want to give, uh, I want a shout-out to my mother for doing this with me. I'm ecstatic to, to get into this podcasting. It's the very first official podcast. I've done one or two before where I've guessed on other people's podcasts, but this will be the first one that I go through. And This is my is first ours. as well. So Sweet. I'm really excited for it. Really excited to see where this takes us and leads us and see, you know, I'm, I'm hoping this is the start to a legacy because every legacy started somewhere and I'm hoping the legacy yes. of our podcasting and, and uh, 
the podcasting career, so to speak, starts with this one. I'm really hoping you all just (laughs) enjoy this, listening to it as much as we enjoy doing it. So, yes. And the other people I do want to give a quick shout out to, I want to give a shout out to Anthony Albro. Uh, The intro you heard there was actually a one that he made up. It's not taken from anything. That's all him recording that and i will get a better recording i'm sure in the future of that a little more polished but yeah yeah pilgrim but i do want to give a shout out to anthony for giving us our podcast theme that we'll use and that was an amazing job he done there i also want to give a shout out to my wife carmen Mm -hmm. uh she's helped me a ton with the behind the scenes and the audio and getting this set up in this recording and also letting me go away for on top of my busy work schedule and stuff taking on a couple extra hours shout shout to my grandmommy's baby almost nightly at this point solely to uh just get this up and running and really get his and our last shout i want to give out is to my father and your husband yay uh, larry out there because again he's doing the same a lot of not as much behind the scenes on the technical side but he's doing a lot of behind the scenes helping us get things set up oh yeah uh, getting our equipment right grounded and also letting me steal you for a couple hours here uh at this rate a couple hours every night but in the future probably just a couple hours every oh, week yeah. that will we'll be get, stolen we'll get out our of time working yeah <laughs> so i do appreciate everyone that is uh helped us begin this podcast and really give us the starting ground for this yes no not every week will the intro be that long i know it was a little, little yeah it was just today, to give you a little but i just wanted to info, give you a slight background back- yeah, exactly. A slight background of not only the podcast, but a couple of people that have really helped us get this up off the ground. So again, this is the very first episode of Relative Reaction. Go out, like us on Facebook, Twitter at Relative Reaction. Go look us up. We are there. I promise we will respond. I want to hear a lot of feedback. Uh, this is will be this will be out on Apple and Android and anywhere you can go find podcasts. We will have it uploaded. And if it's not there, let me know. I may have missed a step or missed one. Let me know, and I'll get it out on that one, too, as quick as I possibly can. Sure thing. Well, I say let's jump right into... Oh, yes. Let's give them a little taste of what we got going. And the Southern in me is going to say, ladies should always go first, especially my wonderful mother. raise a gentleman or what? So go ahead. What is going to be our first topic of discussion for relative reaction dun, 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 dun. Drum roll, please. Okay. Our first topic. Okay, there is a new... That says, thinking about death will make you live better. It pretty much says when you're aware of the quantity of life, you can improve the quality of your life. So, I would like to just ponder the question. If you think about death, do you think it makes your life more fuller? Okay, so... I got this Which is a little a bit ago, negative. and I just did some quick thoughts on it. Sure. There were, I was reading one article on it, uh, the the benefits of it, which I'm sure are similar to where you were reading as well, talking about how it can motivate us. Sure. Uh, it can remind us that to not sweat the small stuff, appreciate the now, remember what matters. And it, it talked about a light that Get I wasn't Get more thinking. mileage out of the gas. I, I wasn't a light that I was thinking about it initially. I was thinking when you first brought it up saying, well, you know, death thoughts are healthy. Yeah, it How? sounds a little weird, right. As someone that has dealt with 
the depression and all. I'm right, thinking right. The the last thing that I thought about with death was, oh, that'll make my life better. <laughs> but the more you think about it, and the different routes you take about it, it makes you more comfortable uh, to the concept of death because it is going to happen to everyone. That's sure. one sure certain thing in life is you're going to die eventually. Right. Welcome to the world. I admit going a little bit quicker. I admit at first when I I, I first read about the study and all, I thought, this is crazy. How could thinking about death help your life improve at all? Uh, But I got to tell you, the more I delved into the study, the more I seen what they were doing, it made a little bit of sense. I wouldn't go like to the extreme where you're thinking about you know, death and when the days are coming and you suddenly, you know, you can't breathe, you're you're consumed with what's happening. I wouldn't wouldn't exactly say that. I wouldn't dwell on death is what I think I'm saying. Wouldn't dwell on it? No, I wouldn't dwell on death. I don't think that can improve your quality or of life at all. I, I think because well, I'm just going with like the present, especially because this is where the age gap is going to play a little bit into it. Sure. Growing up, a scene that was huge and was because coming out of everywhere was the emo phase, the punk phase. Oh, sure, sure, yeah. Where the whole concept of where you were all black, you, right. you think of death, you dress like death, was the entire concept of it, in many ways. And I think that is more dwelling on it because that's what I immediately thought of when you saw it. You know. Well, you know, you think about death, it's actually healthy and it'll improve your quality of life. And I'm thinking to myself going, well, every part of death that I know of is either dealing with depression or dealing with emo. And neither of those are something that is something to dwell on and something that will improve life per se in the sense that they're talking about in an actual health health Healthy, matter. yes. No, I agree. I think if we don't dwell on death, I'm not saying never think about it, never live for the moment, but don't dwell on it. I I think it makes a little bit of sense. I think it can improve the quality of your life. Well, I think almost thinking of having those... The, the, like a bucket I, list, you know what I mean? Get those things done. Yeah, kinda. I think it actually does the opposite of what you're saying. You're not live for the moment. I think it makes you live for the moment. Yes, it exactly. makes you appreciate the now, like I was saying when I, I, I Nobody's read Nobody's guaranteed tomorrow, so get her on done today. And the more I say it, the more I'm thinking. I don't like the thought of, oh, you're, you know, just thoughts of death. I think that is bringing out the wrong term. I think that's where I was getting a different opinion at first until I read more into a couple articles and a couple people that were talking about it, is it's not the thoughts of death. It's being comfortable with the knowledge of death, with knowing that everyone's going to die. Knowing there's an expiration date. Yeah. The world is fucked. Everybody's going to die. At this rate, it's (laughs) going... That was a little gloomy right there, but okay. (laughs) At this rate, it's going to be quicker and quicker. Going to hell in a handbasket, Toto. Have you watched the news? I have. Ever, honestly. In the last 30 years, the world hasn't gotten better. Technology's gotten better. The world, on the other hand, eh. Nah, there's some good, 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 good We screw a lot of shit up, that's all I'm going to say. Good stuff, though. Let's focus on the good. I'm more of a focus on the good than I am dwell kind of person. Which is good. I mean, optimism is an amazing thing. I wish I could have more optimism in my life. I try, but I'm not the best at it all the time. Sometimes I get on people's nerve with my optimism, but hey. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, so I'll just I'll just summer on up for our very first one. This will be the bottom line on this one. 
I would say my bottom line on this is don't dwell on death. Just uh, live a good life. That's my bottom line. Hmm. I'm going to take us into your first. Definitely an interesting topic to think about. There's just so many, like, I don't, as much as the entire podcast is supposed to be about opinions, I don't know what my opinion lies on that because I, I, I sincerely think of both in a way and I have thoughts on both. Sure. Uh, but my very first topic that I'm going to bring up here is called Young Blood Treatment. This is not a new rap label, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Young Blood Treatment is something that is going on at Am- Ambrosia's Clinic. Uh, they're based in San Francisco and in Tampa Bay, Florida. And their founder, Dr. Jesse Carmazin, simply refers to it as the Young Blood Treatment, like I was saying. But it's where older people with money are getting blood transfusions from teens. And how much does one of these transfusions cost? Well, I'm glad you asked because I looked this <laughs> up because I was curious. Yes, exactly. Thinking, As was I. How? It costs about $8,000 for a transfusion of this where you're going to receive 0.66 gallons of young blood. Wasn't there a movie out, Young Blood? Young Bloods, maybe. Young, I don't know. Anyway. <clears throat> you are guaranteed the acquisition of blood from a 16 to 25-year-old candidate. Okay. They've had about... They started this clinic in January of 2016. They've had 120 clients. The concept behind it is they're looking into the... Well, there, there's a couple, couple different scientific areas they're trying to look into it. The main one they're going with is have you ever heard how oh you have a youthful glow? Yes. That uh, yes. They, yes, that I stems have. from the yellow plasma that you have a, a much greater quantity of the younger right. you are because it slowly dies out and it doesn't replenish like a lot of the other ones does or at least doesn't replenish at the rate everything else does. So they're trying to say that if you get a blood transfusion and have more yellow plasma, which is going to give you a more youthful glow. Therefore, making you appear younger, even as an older person. I guess the the question is, even if this was offered to you, say for free, because it's eight thousand, which is not a little l- little bit of change. You know what I'm saying? Which, by the way, that price might actually go up, because as of last fall, uh, like I said, they had infused 120 clients since they were opening. But until January of this year, so of 2018, the customers were technically only paying to participate in a clinical trial and not to receive treatment since it wasn't official and you had to do so right. long of clinical trials. I did It's read not that, an yes. official treatment. So it might actually go up in price once they can try to prove, if they can prove anything. Right, that it has any kind of value. They might actually even raise the price. Technically, these people are only paying to be part of a clinical trial and a just, ah, let's give it a shot. Let me see if I... If I give all this new blood in me and this young blood but i was saying like if you had the chance and it was free to you it, you obviously wouldn't do it i mean at your age seriously why would somebody like me at my age do this if it was for free even and i'm gonna go with as for me nah i think nah how the saying goes it's a miles it's the miles that make a man I just Ooh, you're you're literally trying to tell me you want to be you want to live forever and I know that sounds amazing and 
that's always been a thing you know oh, i want to live forever but Sounds seriously start thinking about it i don't know like i wouldn't mind having a long life i want to have a long happy a long life, life is i don't awesome. know if i want to live forever yes. i don't know if i want to live past the age of 100 because right then now you start hitting the century mark Shit starts getting a little scary. You're going, oh, back in my day, we had, you know, yeah, I, the iPhone. I think now you're on. <laughs> if I could live forever with the energy I had at, say, 25 or 20, now you're talking. But, Flip side of this, though, they're saying the younger people produce a larger amount of the healthy plasma proteins, like I was talking about, and molecules. So, in theory, the infusion will not only keep that youthful glow, like I was talking about, but also increase the circulatory system's ability to carry out normal tasks. And it's supposed to help um, with like arthritis and stuff like that. I did, They're and saying they, that the new blood might right. help. And they were actually had a study to see if this would help Alzheimer's patients at all as well. But did you read where they had two very large studies uh, cost just uh, an, an astronomical amount of money at these universities and both of those studies concluded that there was absolutely no difference if you got your blood from, say, a 20-year-old as opposed to a 50-year-old. Now, obviously, once you start getting older, then it does affect, like older, older. You can't get blood from a 90-year-old man, is what I'm saying. Unless, I guess, there's some healthy 90-year-old stud out there somewhere. I don't know. Now, also in order, not only are you paying eight grand to just be part of a clinical trial, you also have to, they administer 150 different blood tests before the treatment and then again after. So you have to have a total of 300 blood tests while you're on this, while you're paying $8,000 to hopefully look younger, hopefully live another 30 days. I mean, look, 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 you're going to need a be... blood transfusion afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> So I just I saw this and on initial thought I'm thinking, okay, that's kind of cool in the sense of, oh, cool, if you're older, you know, you're having severe arthritis or like you were saying how they, they were possibly trying to link it to Alzheimer's and all this other things. I'm thinking, oh, that would be awesome. You know, this is a medical breakthrough. The more I think about it, the more I read it, the more I'm going to my initial reaction of that's stupid as fuck. I think – as they said in the olden days, this is a bunch of snake oil. It's a whole concept of trying to be Buffy the Youngblood Vampire Slayer here, <laughs> and I don't get it. And well, also, a another thing that, that kind of bothers me with this, I, I think, quite frankly, this is just another kind of flash in the pan for old people who want to look younger, be younger, like they were doing that. They had this thing where women were paying to have their face and their skin washed in placentas from yeah, because it was supposed to be healthy yes. and moisturized which I if you mean, watch doctor who and you're a doctor who fan all i think of when i say anything like that is the moisturize me character but <laughs> i don't i'm not a doctor who fan but nonetheless i just i think this is another flash in the pan and these studies will show nothing more than the first two studies have already shown Oh, I mean, hell yeah. They There's did no studies in mice, a too, trend. a little study in mice, and the mice actually died quicker. Well, I wonder if it's not going to have the opposite effect, and you're going to appear younger, you're going to have more energy, but you're, it's kind of like a... Um, Had something to do with the blood going through the organs, which is why the mice died quicker. I'm not exactly sure how all that works, obviously. I think of it almost as like a... 
I'm trying to think of like a good example, but if you say you have your life is to 100 and you have all this energy slotted out for 100 years, you get this new blood, yeah, you get more energy, you might look younger, but now you're using the the energy twice as fast. I, I know that's not scientific or shit, but no, it's kind of like when someone says, "Don't you wish go. you had the energy of a two-year-old?" When you see a two-year-old, they're like, "Oh, don't you wish you had his energy?" Oh yeah, it's I wish always I had like, their energy. not at my age, I don't wish I had his energy because if I, I would break bones. You break a hip. <laughs> yeah, I'm breaking bones and stuff if I had that kind of energy. But I'm just thinking it is definitely going to be a new trend. I mean, uh, it, yes, exactly. That's all surgery, I see. It plastic surgery. I see it as a flash in the pan. I really don't get this shit, but I just had to bring this article out because, I don't know, it was just so out there that I didn't realize, I was honestly wondering if it was true at first and I had to look at multiple articles to see, it was this a real thing or is this someone, you know, just kind of like bullshitting an article through? And it is a real thing because it's just so out there. It's so different. It's so not a normal For trend that you're hearing. For as long as people have been around, they have been trying to... Live find ways yes exactly find ways to live longer everybody wants to be immortal exactly but that is that is the first one i do want to hear everyone's reaction and y'all's opinion on to it so definitely post up on our oh, facebook yes. page uh tag us in twitter i want to know what your thoughts are on not only this article but all the other ones that we're going to go through and do google that ambrosia company because i googled them and it it's something i'll i'll uh, they have a good uh, schlick. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I, nothing against the the doctor there. Uh, but if I remember correctly, that guy's not it... truly a doctor, is he? I'm not positive. I don't think he has his doctrine, so to speak. But they have a doctor there to like look over the the. I don't know how it went. Anyway, All look I it up. It is interesting. It really, truly to is. To get people to pay me eight grand for a <laughs> trial. Yeah. Dude, thumbs up to you. You, <laughs> my sir, get a crisp high five out of that shit. Uh, all I do know is... Or a very weak high five because you got no blood. <laughs> well, I mean, I got about a couple more months left to fit in their age bracket <laughs> to sell blood. I'm all for it because I know that a lot of people aren't going to be convinced about this trial. But I do know that if this really is the key to eternal youth, there's going to be plenty of high school kids out there with a very lucrative summer job this year. <laughs> yeah. Yo, dude, you want some blood? I mean, I've heard of jacking off for money, but if that, that's got to be worth more, right? <laughs> I would think I'm gonna so. I'm going to give you, you're going to transfuse. But you can only <laughs> donate so much. And then, you know, you're kind of done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on, on to your next uh, What What else you got for me today? All right, my second one. Now, this was... I'm telling you, I could have read all day about this. This was good to me. This is how carbon dioxide affects all your your plants, your light, your your uh, crops. This was so interesting to me. I can't I can't even speak about it. I'm like getting tongue tied. But more CO2 in the air, of course there is because there's more people, more pollution, yada yada yada. Okay. But what does it mean when there is more CO2 in the air and in the water? What does it mean to us as people besides pollution, right? Okay, this is so interesting. This means that there's going to be less iron, less zinc, less protein, and less on just a whole variety of vitamins. I'm still stuck on you the way, the, the way you say iron. Sorry, 
I am from Pittsburgh. So, <laughs> because if you expose the crops, because they have to be, obviously, exposed to more CO2, it means that the crops don't absorb the nutrients from the soil anymore because there's too much CO2 to absorb it all. So, uh, like, you know, these countries like China or Japan and all them that rely on rice as their main crop, I think they said they get two out of every th or three out of every five calories comes from rice in Something those countries like I did hear about that yeah i mean recently. it's it's a it huge is, amount it's not calories. you know something to just shuffle under the rug so when it affects this and when it affects the rice crops so these people who were getting all the nutrients they needed in this well-balanced diet now it ain't so much no more they ain't getting the iron and the zinc and the protein and the vitamins they ain't doing that. And you're like, okay, so what does this mean for our oceans? Ain't no cars driving on the ocean, right? Well, CO2 is a lot more than just car exhaust. But nonetheless, the oceans are affected because obviously all the fish and, and stuff that we eat, but also the planktons and how it goes all the way up to all the fish that eat the plankton and then the fish that eats that fish, so forth and so yeah, on. Yeah, the, the circle of life. Yes, exactly. And how it affects everything. So what I'm actually asking, my question, and I think this is a very important question because if you read up on this article, I think you'll agree with me. Shall we provide money now when we realize it is a problem that is starting? Shall we provide the money now for long, in-depth studies of it, or shall we just wait wait it out and wait for foods like rice and fish and all these things that some countries rely on for a main staple and it isn't just third world countries do you know even in in america and united states rice and barley and all that is in fact is affected by this do we wait for all that to become junk food now or do we try to find a way to to cut the co2 and, and help the crops come back to Firstly, over the last, I, I would say since the 80s and 90s is when it really started becoming a, a widely known thing that CO2 is going up and people right. started paying more attention to it. There have been things to cut back CO2. This is not a new thing. I, I, there's always been programs to try to cut sure, CO2. Sure, I am very much in the mindset of you have to be proactive, not reactive. As someone that does a lot of managerial work, and mm -hmm. in, in most of my jobs, I've been either some form of supervisor or manager. It is very important to be proactive instead of reactive. You got to be proactive. I work. I in like food. that. I'm gonna have to remember that. Proactive, not reactive. I like that. I, I I work in food, and if you're not proactively preparing for that next rush, your reaction is going to be bad, and that's going to affect everything from the top down. It affects everything from your time of service to your quality of food to the it, happiness of your employees it affects everything if you're not proactively preparing for that next just, rush just even throw, when you calm down you have to start preparing right i agree just to throw this out there i mean we had these major universities throwing money to put a study into old blood young blood correct the story so why not put it into something we know affects every human and well, every animal on the there. planet there are many studies out there, and it's also hard to compare mm -hmm. them because every college has all these studies and all, all this money going into different studies. Right. They're also in different fields. 
True, the same true. Every field gets a set the same amount of money. Right. Clinical study on blood it ain't gonna know how to do a study what on how to CO2 make something have more iron. As much as someone who's going to the school for environmental to be an environmentalist. True. They're gonna know a lot, but that environmentalist, you take them into a hospital. They might know a couple little basic things because they've you know taken these science lessons, but they're not going to be able to go in depth like these kids that have done nothing but right. research everything medical thought of. It would be so, like taking a law person and ma- putting them into this environmental thing. Well, they're not in environmental; they're in law. They know exactly. They're every not going to know theory of it, but True. they're not going to know every little. What's the difference between the zinc level and the iron level and the oxides and the? You so know, you're saying there's studies already on this. Which I believe are true. I know there's been studies, like you said, since the 80s on yeah, carbon I dioxide. I want to say right. it was around the 80s that it started I think becoming it did. a little it more It started becoming a little bit more to... popular, right. So if these studies are happening right now, how long before you think we get a result that is there something we can... You'll never we, know. You'll never we'll know never... a full result. I mean, the world is going to keep aging. Keep You're evolving, not right, a, right. As much as, and the, the more people blood, we get, no the more pollution, the, the more pollution, the more. I know everything circles, and and, and our I have a problem with crops going up anyway because amount. of all the stuff that's in crops. I'd much rather everybody, every person should have their own garden. I am a true believer in this. I don't care if y'all laugh at me. I think everybody should have their own garden. Because there's just so many chemicals and and things on the produce that you get in stores. Yeah, I kill everything, so I can never have my own garden. That would be impossible. I, uh, <laughs> I just really, thumb. I feel strongly about it. I'll just say that. But not only are there, I, I do think there are some things out there. I don't think we're ever going to find out an uh, exact result, mm-hmm. good or bad. Right. The way you're going to judge this is by looking at the levels and are we decreasing or increasing? Uh, has yield increased or decreased? Everything like that. I you're going to have to look at percentages. I would like that's to have found. My number, I'm, I'm very big into numbers. And that's going to go into my number thing. Is I would have to see on paper numbers. Exactly. Yes. I want to break it that's down by exactly decades, what I was going to say. Years, because certain years are still going to be higher even if you're doing the correct thing. Certain years are going to be lower if you're doing right. the correct thing. Because the world is aging, the world is changing. It's, yes, our orbit is always going to be a little bit different than the year before. I want. I'm with you. I want to see numbers and days by months, and I would love to see, like, how much protein and iron a bowl of rice had in 1985, and how much it has in today. And here's where your proactive. I want to know. Here's where the proactive step's going to be. Yes. People have to measure this because certain things weren't measured out in the 1700s. Exactly. Exactly. You got to measure now, and you're going to have to hope that it's after our lifetime, it's after probably my child's lifetime, to start really comparing results into the last 20 years. How's it changed? But you're talking about all the bad in this. Mm -hmm. Do you know that with the CO2 being the way it is and in the food and harvests, it is spurring the growth rates of certain things yes things do grow bigger like now we have bigger like say pumpkins or squashes i do understand that yeah and it is spurring some of the rates. right some of the rates are going down like if you look at maize for instance corn right corn almost all around and it also varies regionally i don't know if you saw that i know you've done a lot of research onto it uh but the little bit i did i saw it also varies regionally even with the same co2 levels every region accepts it differently so the same maize project, I, I used two main ones as 
kind of extremes. One that's doing very good, one doing very bad. We'll go with Maze. So Corn is doing very bad all around, no matter where they tried it. But like in a rainforest uh, setting for Corn, mm-hmm. where they grow it down in, I want to say they were they did it somewhere in South America, I believe, is where they tested the Corn one out in one of the rainforests down there. It was at like a twenty six percent loss, to where in some areas it's only at like eleven percent loss of your what you were actually yielding of what the crops yield was. So it was varying regionally. Now, like I said, corn was down all the way around. However, corn is actually absolutely positively completely useless as far as nutritional value. You go to wheat, wheat, no matter where they put it, some areas better, some areas worse, was up all the way around. Wheat did better with the CO2 change. So I'm not trying to say that it's not affecting rice, and I understand everything is affected. But is this not maybe just a generational change? I think maybe, I don't know, I'm not trying to, to sell you on a certain side, but what if possibly that this is more helpful in the sense that maybe our diets are just going to change. Maybe we're evolving a little bit. True, true. We don't I think have the same I, mainstay diet now as we right. did back in 1700s. I think Why? we because can... we've changed our culinary habits. We've changed our eating habits. We've produced different things. I understand that. And if these foods do hold less vitamins and less proteins... We can obviously adapt our diets by having something else that has higher protein or higher zinc or whatever the vitamin is well, we're looking is where for. GMOs can come into play too. I guess the bottom line question for me here is on my story, the bottom line is how long, how projected long do you think it'll take for, say, we'll just go with rice, but it could be wheat, it could be corn, it could be anything before it becomes say a junk food and i did i did look up rice as well because i know that was one of your main ones yes i just used corn and wheat on mine solely because it was i just used rice because it's a main staple around the world exactly that's why i used corn and wheat just as like the two cornerstones is one that did horrendously and is, is is severely hurting with it one that is actually doing better with it and is, is being aided by it. What do you think, though? Do you I don't think, think rice ever will ever food? become a junk no, food? it's never going to become a junk food. It's still, at the end of the day, a carb. Just because it might not have as many calories or might not might have as many vitamins, it's still a carb. It might become more and more of an empty carb, but it's still going to be a carb. It's still going to sustain life. Bread, water, they will always sustain life. It's not always the healthiest life. It's not always the most nutritious life, and you're going to be lacking in certain vitamins, but it's always going to sustain it's going to have that that meat to it. And I mean, I Do you think we provide enough uh, uh studies toward this or I mean, yes and no. Mm-hmm. I could you provide more studies? Yes. Will it change anything? I, I don't, don't really know. think it's I mean, we already know what it is, what it what we have to do. Like I said in my grim outlook earlier, the world has gone to shit. The world wow. is fucked. I'm Damn. sorry. <laughs> doesn't put a little rain cloud over your head doesn't always sound the greatest i know <laughs> but i don't think that we have hurt the world so much in the last hundred years it's going to take at least a thousand to ever come back from that and that's that's utilizing that time as coming back up everybody focused together working for the better working to help take CO2 That's never going to happen. You're always going to have some people who are just like, I'm here today. Exactly, which I is why I'm going to tell you right now, it doesn't matter how many researches you do, 
you're it's true. always going to start true. declining. True. There's always going to be a decline in certain things and an incline in some things. No one's going to want to give away the car. I'm not going to give away my car. No, no, and I, I wouldn't expect you to. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want go, to give away my car either. I'm not going to go to an electric car that I have to plug into an outlet. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with electric cars. However, I travel a lot, and I travel long distances. That doesn't – I know sometimes they have great four-hour battery life on now, and then you only have to wait 30 minutes for it to charge back up. There are times where I'm on a, a, a traveling – where I have to travel somewhere for something that I'm on too much of a time constraint to do that. I don't have that ability. Just a little, I was, it was a very interesting article and I loved researching it, I must say. That, that was, to me, was very interesting. I, I, I agree to an extent that yes, it is bad and it is going somewhere and it, there's definitely a decline in certain areas. I can tell you this is someone that orders, like I said, I work with food. I can tell you someone that orders in food, the way it's changed prices and the way it's changed quality in certain areas. In the end, I don't think it's going to change. Got enough it. to make a difference and if it does it damn sure is not going to be in our lifetime it probably won't be in our child's lifetime it may not even be in my grandkids lifetime that you're it also the rain cloud over to... the head kind of guy yeah i mean I'm, I'm not saying but i'm saying old versus new you remember the good times i never had those oh bitch please i'm your mama <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm sorry your next subject sir <laughs> well since you're so so hampering on this that i have a rain cloud over my head I'm going to go into a great <laughs> article for that, talking about my love for animals. Yay! I love animals. There's a thing coming. Now, obviously, pets have been more and more in the workplace. Sure. 7% of employers actually uh, permit pets at work. Yep. So that is on a, a tremendous rise compared to what it used to be. Now there's actually a company, Therapy Dogs. I know a lot of times you think Therapy Dogs, uh, they're either helping one-on-one or you're taking Therapy Dogs out to uh, senior citizen homes, youth hospitals, stuff like that. Well, there's actually this company out there that's based out of Washington. It's called Pet Partners. They take them into the workplace. So, for instance, like the one I was reading, I want to say was for Aetna. Every two months, I think she said – or no, I'm sorry. It's it's, uh, the last Tuesday of every month, I believe. They get – two to three dogs that come into work and the employee is allowed to spend up to two hours with these dogs just playing with them to relieve stress in the workplace. What an because awesome work, day at work that would be. Because work can get so stressful. That's how, that's like one of the perks is being an employee of theirs every last, the last Tuesday of every month they get these dogs to come in. They're therapy dogs, so, which essentially, I know therapy, again, we're thinking that one-on-one, you know, the specific right. therapy. These therapy dogs are just, um, more it more leans towards the fact meaning that they've been through the training class that they listen to any command that they're leash trained that way right. they're you know these are your top end dogs that really do listen well they're Along used with to some therapeutic behaviors and, and they will kind of aim towards certain people and they know how to when certain people kind of you know shift they don't freak out so they do have slight gotcha. therapy training they're just not like solely uh an autism dog or a seizure dog or a ptsd dog they they're a little more they're a little wider range than that uh, but they do have some therapy training as well. The certain company, there's actually 20 companies on this roster for pet partners. It's either right at 20 or just over 20 companies that utilize them already. Okay. Uh, it includes companies like Aetna, like I was telling you about, which uh-huh. is where this article, the, the lady it was talking to a lady that worked there. Uh, farmers Insurance is one of the companies that uses <laughs> we them. are farmers. And Google. Google's one of the, which, yes. as I've heard through many, many resources and I actually have met 
uh, knows one person that works at Google. It is supposed to be one of the is supposed to be like the greatest company in the world to work for, and it sounds amazing. I would love to work for Google. So if anybody here is listening that has a connection at Google, I can cook really well. I'll do any job you want me to. It can be a shit job. I will gladly work for Google. I'll move out to California and all. I don't care. Google would be an amazing company to work for. But they're uh, they're one of the other huge names that are utilizing. This uh, pet partner is based out of Washington State. I think it's amazing. I think it's awesome. But I did look up just to play devil's advocate here. And I love dogs. You have no idea how much I love animals. Um, I looked up the con part of this. You know, there's pros and cons to everything. The cons. Uh, one about having therapy dogs is accommodating the dogs. Like you have to have... Uh, you know, like water bowls or uh, uh, places for them to use the restroom or there's doggy hazards like slips and trips or a dog could, uh, uh, somebody could be allergic to the dogs at this place. You know, this is a great company you work for and I love working here, but that last Tuesday of every month I go home and I'm covered in hives or whatever, you know. This pet partners will just stick with pet partners themselves. There's okay, a couple companies out there doing this. They also don't do just dogs. All right. While dogs are the majority of what they utilize in mm-hmm. their therapy, they also have cats, birds, pig, uh, pigs, llamas, and yeah. baby horses. Oh, how about so, donkeys? I'm sure if there was something that they have a, place a, 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 a severe allergy or an allergen or they have multiple options here as well that you can utilize. Okay. And for I the was other just ones, looking I, I call some bullshit of the on the other ones. Like it's dollar store water bowl will get you that. You can use a Tupperware dish from your home, come in. And I think that's also why they utilize companies like Pet Partners so that way they're not bringing in the dogs. Pet How part- do I, I wanted to look up, but I couldn't find a correlation to satisfy me about uh, insurance how your insurance companies feel about you bringing animals in. Um, because sure. what if somebody slips or trips over an animal, you know what I mean? I don't think that's going to cause a influx in insurance. I'm I, Sometimes that falls under every other category that there already is out there, I would guess. I don't know. But also on the flip side of that, I could argue to my insurance company saying, well, these are therapy dogs. They're coming in. They're making my workplace better. They're making my people happier. That's bringing my Being depression right down. That's bringing my everything's healthier out of the same time. So I, I call bullshit on most of those. I, I truly, truly do. And like, well, what are they going to use the bathroom? You're trying to tell me these big companies, these nice companies that have millionaire CEOs that do nothing but sit in an office, that they don't have this giant landscape out in front of their yard, that they don't pay someone buku bucks to manicure every day. They paved paradise and put up a parking lot, Trav. <laughs> So I don't I don't think any of those are thing. Now certain companies are also doing other things similar, like I was telling you up to seven percent of comp or seven percent of employers now permit pets at work. Mm-hmm. Amazon is one of those. At yes. their Seattle location alone, do you know you can find about six thousand dogs on their campus at any given day? Oh, I would freaking love that. But what if somebody has like this is no lie. You had a childhood friend, and every time she came over to visit. We had to put the dog up, remember? That's yeah. when we had Chaka Bear. Mm-hmm. Was it Chaka? Yeah, it was Chaka. Yeah, it was Chaka. It was Jasmine. We had to put up our doggy chocolate because she just had this innate fear of dogs. I don't know if she was ever bitten. I don't remember. Yeah, but at Sakura. any rate. I don't think Sakura was, no. I don't think she was. But she was just 
I mean, she literally was scared. You could, she was a young girl. She was, she was petrified. So we would try to put the dog outside. Now, what if you work at one of these places and you have that fear? I'm pretty sure that like these big name companies, I think that you're going to know going in there that they have this. And I also, you're, you're, you're taking it like they just throw these, these four dogs out for the last Tuesday of the month. Okay. Go out to the offices. I'm sure it's localized in a common meeting room or the, Hey, you can go down to the break room. We got them hooked up. You know, they're all there. Okay. The but I see there. people pushing to have their dogs taken to work. Now, when I was looking on this up, people were like, I need this therapy dog. Uh, so if I get a job here, I got to bring my dog. You know what I mean? Correct. Well, what if like, this is just, uh, just off the top of my head here, but what if you're like in a cubicle and the only thing separating you is one of them little cubicle walls that don't even go up to the ceiling. And on this guy, this this guy on this side needs his therapy dog. But the gale on this side has a, a, a horrible reaction to pet dander. Okay. Two points to the scare tactic. Uh-huh. Firstly, that is not a reason for an employer to have to change their mind because you're scared. I hate spiders. I'm scared to death of spiders. If a spider comes into the dry storage area, if I'm sitting outside walking to work a spider, I'm not going to yell at my employer, I can't work here, there's a fucking spider there. I'm scared to death of them. I will not go near the spider, don't get me wrong. I'm not going anywhere but near But it's it. not like somebody invited the spider in. It's not like somebody was sitting out there. The point is, every the little fear, spider fiesta. with the exception of, now I have to have relook up this stat, and I wish I had it, knew it, remembered it off the top of my head anyway. I want to say there's two fears everyone is born with, and that is heights and... The dark, I believe. Yeah. All like right. the only two fears that you actually are born with as a baby are heights and dark, I think. Okay. It's it's I know it's either two or three fears, That's and I wanna cool. say those are it. All right. Don't quote me too much. I'd have to relook it up. I know it's a stat out there and it was a very interesting study, very interesting read actually. However, with that, that means it is a learned fear. That means it is a gotcha. fear that you have it is not up to everyone else. I'm I'm tired of this. It's all about me. Well, fuck you. What about me? It's, it's not about, well, I don't like dogs. I'm sorry. Then don't come over and pet them. Don't come over and look at them. Got it. I don't want you near my, I don't want you near my dog anyway, then. I'm not going to go. Now, I'm not trying to say go shove my dog up on that person. Oh, look, look. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm I not trying to say that. that. But what I'm trying to say, though, okay, well, let me do me. You do you. Got it. I'm just saying, if you're working at the same place as somebody who has... You know, you're in the same floor, the same office building, the same... Now, allergens, I will give you a different... Yes, that's what I mean. Like, a different I, thing I'm speaking allergy right now. Because for allergens, that's a health issue. That's not a, a personal... Have you ever been to a hotel? Have you ever spent the night in a hotel? Yes. Have you ever had someone with allergies spend a night in a hotel? Oh, I'm sure. Dogs but, are in hotel rooms. You but have have not, you can cleaning. go to hotels and motels and all that do not allow animals. Correct, but... You can also go to the ones that do allow animals. They have to have certain cleaning, specifically to take out the hair and the dander. These big name companies are doing this. They're allowing dogs. And it's not your little mom and pop shops. Well, oh, I'm sure it's not. It is your you mom know. and pop shops well, no, because they I... get to run. But it's not your smaller franchise. It's either right. your mom and pop shop that it is just you know a couple of people, family working so everybody knows everyone, or these high end corporations that pay people that do nothing but. I high end. I personally services. think the good outweighs the bad when they try to get you know, dogs allowed in work. 
we were over in Europe for how many years? Uh, I was up there for six years. They're animals or dogs. I'm sorry. Specifically dogs. Animals is kind of generalized. But dogs over there are allowed everywhere you go. There's nowhere dogs are not allowed. And that's where I think the whining is getting too much in. You're trying to tell me that over there with a lot of dogs, or mm-hmm. the employer percentage is even higher over there. You're trying to tell me that doesn't affect what 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 makes here different than there. I get there are different cultures and all too, mm-hmm. but what makes it different for the fact of being able to allow dogs and people people have allergies over there too. There's people oh, over there I'm that sure, are sure. cats, dogs. I just pollen. think it is second nature over there. Nobody, if you're like. We'll say you're in a restaurant, a dog walks in, you can tell who the tourist is and who the person that lives in that area is because they don't bat an eye, they don't look around, they don't say nothing. Could You know what I mean? It's just like, oh yeah, you know, the dog's here again. Whereas if you're, you know, like a tourist or something, you're like, oh my gosh, there's a dog sitting next to me. I think with the allergen well, thing, I'm though, eating. It, you're, you're just trying to please too many people because one person's going to be like, I'm allergic to honeysuckle and pollen. Yes, you are. I can't get away from honeysuckle and pollen. It's outside. It doesn't matter whether I want to go there or not. It's going to be everywhere. It's outside. Right. I can't not go outside. I'm not blowing a plastic bubble. I have work. I have, I have shit to do. I got to go outside. And it doesn't matter whether it's spring. No, spring you bring kills up a me. good point. You really I can't did. breathe. It sucks. They sell medicine. I know certain people that are extremely allergic to bees. You can't. Get away from bees. They're right. everywhere. What do they do? You have to carry an EpiPen. I'm not saying you want to use an EpiPen. You don't want... But they know that, that is a fact of life. I am highly, severely allergic to bees. If one stings me, I don't have this on me, I could die. No, yeah, you bring and up a good point. I think it's the same Very concept of if you're allergic to pet dander, I understand that is a real allergy. I'm not trying to say it's fake or any shit like that. But what I'm trying to say is that they sell medicine for it. And I'm also trying to say that, okay, then don't go don't go near there. I do think if you're an employer and you permit pets to be allowed in the workplace, I do think that you should have a better cleaning service. You shouldn't just do a basic clean. I do think it should right. be a deep clean because there are people with allergies. Have you your don't want carpets that... done more often than normal. Exactly. I don't think you should openly have that dandruff everywhere because there are people that are allergic, and that is rude. I'm not trying to go see it be an asshole. However... I'm also tired of having to give a fuck about every one little person's complaint. Whoever complains the loudest wins, and I'm so sick of that as a culture and a concept. The squeaky wheel gets to grease. It, it's true. No, yeah. that, that no, saying that is, is, is spot on accurate with the way a lot of things are set up and organized, it seems, nowadays. But I, I don't see any of the cons in it that I can't throw... 10 times more good onto it or ways to solve it and help it out. That's just a personal thing. Uh, but that, that is definitely where my opinion lies. Um, and I feel bad because we haven't really differed too much. Uh, I know a lot of weeks will probably have a lot more differing. <laughs> oh, well, we're both huge animal lovers. Well, yeah, there's, so. there's no getting around that. But <laughs> Yeah, there's that. All right. Okay. I think that concludes, for the most part, our, our trending topics and the ones that are actually out there that are, are, are recent. Go ahead. Oh, I didn't do that good. All right. And this is our last vent. Okay. Now, this since this is the first one, I'll just explain really quick to you. 
our last event is just something that is on our mind. Um, you didn't necessarily have to do no research or nothing, just a, you know, a little sum-sum. So my last event for the fir very first episode is my favorite man in the world, Mr. Fred Rogers. It doesn't help that, uh, or hurt actually, that I'm from Pittsburgh, so Fred's a big deal here. But anyway, there's a new movie coming out. I believe it's uh, Tom Hanks who's going to play him. Really? Yeah. And there's a new documentary out about him. Anyway, I yeah, I knew there was a new documentary yes, that just came that's out. All, it so he's going to be resurgence. in the. He's going to be coming out here soon. You're going to be hearing a I lot did of not know lot of free movie. Is it like a uh, uh, what what style movie is it? Is it just like a, a I drama think it's, or is it more of no a no documentary it's just style? a documentary or maybe I don't really think documentary. I think it has to do more with just his life. How oh, much he awesome. affected, I absolutely love Fred Rogers. Oh, I would Rogers, watch that in a heartbeat. <clears throat> you gotta love Mr. Rogers. All, oh, gosh, all tatted yes. up and marined. Oh, I love him. Anyway. Hard-ass marine with tattoos. <laughs> so soft-spoken. We, go. uh, Let's I wholeheartedly today. believe even in this <laughs> day, we need more Mr. Rogers. He taught... Uh, everybody that we all have value, no matter what we look like, no matter if we're tall, short, fat, skinny, just, it didn't matter. He thought every kid was just perfect. And I just loved that about him. And I guess the, the very last, for the last event, my question is, do you think his show would be as big today? Hell yeah. As it was Yes. Back then. Do you yes. think it, yes. kids would still yes, clamor? I mean, I used to freaking love Fred Rogers. I couldn't wait for him to come on. Do you think kids would oh, yeah. still clamor today to watch him? Or do you think it would be like, uh, he's not fighting anybody? There's no... That means nothing. Look at Sesame Street. Sesame Street's still going. Well, that's what I'm saying. Hey, that's I mean, that's true. been going on yeah. for... But that's another one that doesn't have that fight. It just has a, a learning characteristic to it. You know, the, the different characters, you, they are just you, as big now as they were back in the 60... What did they came out? 69 when Sesame Street right. started? Just as big now in 2018. You know, you're looking at 40, almost 50 years later. I know. I, I would definitely like to think that he would be just as huge today as he was back then. Here's a way I know it would be just as pertinent nowadays as it was back then look at and it's actually it's circulating through facebook has been for about a year year and a half now actually a, a little while there's a video out there of mr Ro or not mr rogers I, I can't call him fred like it's it's mr rogers <laughs> damn it sorry mr rogers uh the, the kind sir that he was if you look there's actually a great great thing it's a video of him in court when they were trying to cut all oh, public yes. broadcasting oh, yes. money. I know exactly so they would what you're talking about. Zero public broadcasting money. They were trying to cut it on. He made this argument. It's, I say argument. The guy never raised his voice above this. His entire speech. And this is not a 30-second clip. This is, I think he went on for about 10 to 12 minutes just solely making his point. He didn't take anyone down. He didn't say, well, you're stupid. He didn't say, I'm right. He so he, all he did was bring out his facts. He had his piece of paper, and he goes, this is why I think that you shouldn't do it. Here is why, because I don't want my kid watching this HBO special. Obviously, it wasn't HBO back then, but, you know, the, the, I don't want him watching. It was known as the boob tube because after dark, you know, yeah. you got, I don't want him watching that. I'd rather have him watch 
something wholesome, something where they're learning, something where they're told that diversity is great, something where they're told that you should make friends with everyone, forgive, all these great characteristics that we learn, and I think a lot of he people, just... not just your age, learn from Mr. Rogers, but even my age learned from Mr. Rogers because it was on reruns and it was still going. Yep. And everybody kind of grew up with that that mentality of no matter how mad you get, everybody knows something about Mr. Rogers that you stop yourself and you're like, oh, well, you know, he wouldn't do that. He just taught everybody it was it was okay to be exactly who you were. So I think that it would definitely go over just as well nowadays because it wasn't a time-based thing. It wasn't a trend. It wasn't about what was big then. He didn't change a show for anyone. He didn't change no. a show for the times. He didn't try to go different styles for these this generation and that generation and all. No, it was always him, and it was just basic facts and morals. He taught morals. Morals don't change. Morals aren't a trend. Morals don't differ in the the names of them and all this in time they don't morals are morals are morals and i think that would be just as good and i think my argument that i would utilize to say that his show would be just as big nowadays would be the exact same argument he used back in 19 what was it 64 whatever it was when they were trying to cut public broadcasting i think the same argument would be just as great now in 2018 to say this is why his show would be just as big still i think the same argument works I, I, I truly, agree. Truly I do. think I would. L I would love to believe that it would. It kids would still clamor to it. Okay, I'm sorry. That was my last vent. All right. So, my last vent today, like I mentioned, uh, again, working in food, I have a favorite chef that of is Alton Brown. I got to meet the gentleman and watch him one time. It is one of the highlights of my life. I absolutely end up, am obsessed with him. I love Alton Brown, always have. So I'm going to talk about Alton Brown, Animal Style, and Shake, which is not a, a porn that I'm making <laughs> based off of Alton Brown. That that might actually be the title of our first episode right here is Animal Style and Shake. It's It'll come out on Pornhub a little bit later. This is going to be Wednesday. Well, that, be more that of a... dog to work now is taking on a whole new meeting. <laughs> Simply going with Alan Brown as a chef, uh, he brought up, he had a thing out about how he has a guilty pleasure meal. And how Everybody has that guilty pleasure oh, yeah. meal. Yeah, yeah. His guilty pleasure meal of all the places he's been around the world is going to In-N-Out, getting animal <laughs> style. But again, not in the, the, that's a Saturday night video. We'll worry about that later. Uh, if I can't transfuse any You have blood to pay more for that video. <laughs> if I can't get any money for the blood to get some young blood out there maybe i'll i'll make that video and make money that way or something but his his pleasure his guilty pleasure meal is the in and out uh going to in and out burger getting an animal style burger with a chocolate shake because he says not only are their burgers amazing and they say animal style because it adds uh i think it's like double all the vegetables i've never been to in and out i've always wanted oh, to go you know oh good stuff i've never been out west midwest as far as i went was in missouri yeah never... when it when yeah, you wouldn't have remembered it. You were like, I think, four when we were out in L.A. Exactly. So I, I was never, I, I mean, I want to try it out. Don't get me wrong. It's always been on my bucket list of places to try just because everybody talks about it. I want my opinion on it. I right. want to know what I think of In-N-Out Burger. So I would love to try one day. I've never gotten the chance to try it. Um, but so I want to say it's like double vegetables for animal star or something like that. Don't quote me. 
but it's animal style burger with chocolate shake. But he goes, not only are the burgers amazing and it's, it's some of the best greasy food that you can go get, he actually claims that they have the best shake out there as well. That's Ooh. why he likes their chocolate shake. He says Ooh, some of the that's, best shake I've ever had. That's, ew. I don't know, Walton. I think you might be pushing it. Well, we're, we're, what do you, where has a better shake? Where do you mm. think has the best mm. shake? Be- Sarah's. Right down the road. Oh, Sarah's? Oh, yeah, baby. Okay, okay. There's okay. a shake like no other right there. Okay. I'm just saying. I ain't saying, but I'm saying. Banana. And if you want to go to like... Uh, Banana shake for Sonic. Best Oh, yeah. Ever. Sonic. Oh, God, they do it. Half shakes. price after dark or after 8 p.m. in the summertime. It's my favorite time of year. And surprisingly enough, Burger King has a good shake. They I do. I like nothing else <laughs> about Burger King. No like offense. Burger King, if you love it, hey, go get the them. But I do not like Burger King. But for a shake, I will go to Burger King. Me and my wife would, uh, when we were out in Missouri, they came out with the Fruit Loops and Lucky Charms one. Mm, they got some good And we're good both big cereal shakes. lovers as well. And we actually would go through the drive through no shit, at least twice a week just to grab shakes for each other. <laughs> we would drive. Now, mind you, I lived out in the, the buttfuck Egypt, middle of nowhere. <laughs> it was 20 minutes to the nearest grocery store style living. So it was about a 25-minute drive to get out to Burger King. But we would drive out there occasionally just to get a milkshake. And that would be her. <laughs> because and it was good. probably well worth it. Oh, they were amazing. Oh, what do so you great. think your guilty meal is? But that, and that was going to be the next point. Was I want to know, because since everybody does have the guilty pleasure meal, he brought up oh, a good yeah, point. Oh, yeah, And it's true. Does. Everybody has that. I would say, and I, I, I thought about it, and I had a couple that were crossing my mind. I'm like, well, Taco Bell, I'm obsessed with Taco Bell. But is that a guilty pleasure? I don't know. My fried chicken. I could always go for fried chicken, get a little gospel chicken, and there's some Popeyes. Love it. But then I came down to it, and I said, you know what my guilty pleasure meal is? Something that encompasses think, but... the name of guilty pleasure hmm. is going to have to be going out to a 24-7 diner called Waffle House. Oh. I need to go to Waffle House, and here's my meal for my guilty pleasure crispy meal. Crispy waffle. One waffle. Yeah. Done a little bit crispy. Get it with a bowl of grits. And chocolate Just a milk. little bit of butter and salt and a chocolate milk. <laughs> I knew the chocolate milk was coming. Exactly. He'd been I like love... that since he'd been a baby. <laughs> I love... The Waffle House's coffee, too. And I get the coffee there almost every time. I usually get a chocolate milk and a coffee. And now they have their dark roast coffee out there, which I think is even better for being cheap diner coffee. I love their dark roast coffee. So I usually end up going there and getting a waffle, bowl of grits, a chocolate milk, and a dark roast coffee. And I'm set for life. But I had to do that as my guilty pleasure meal because a lot of people have this thing where they say Waffle House is dirty and cheap gross nasty and, and i just don't get it <laughs> i understand about 95 best of hash browns knowing true. the man or at waffle house okay that's oh, my yeah. guilty pleasure and i know a lot of people out there are gonna be like ew but it's mcdonald's fish sandwich ew. with extra tartar I yeah, know yeah, it ain't. A, that's my exact reaction to that. None of that sounds good. I know it is not like, like for real stick. fish. It's like compressed patty fish. I don't <laughs> care. I can eat like five of those puppies. Freaking love me the fish sandwich. And then you fucked it up by adding more tartar sauce. I know. And I'll sit there and dip my fries in the tartar. Why? Why would you do that? Oh, I freaking love the fish. I... I I could eat. I, it's amazing. I honestly thought when you started out with my guilty players, I know people were going to say, ooh, McDonald's. I thought you were going to go Big Mac, and I was going to go, eh, all right, nope. understandable. It's the filet no, of fish, you took it up baby. and went, oh, I want a filet of fish. No. no I no, do. No, I no, want no, a filet no, no, of no. fish with extra tartar. <laughs> Damn it, I want one right now. 
But I definitely understand the guilty pleasure. Because like I said, the way, the reason why Waffles I ended up choosing my guilty pleasure, because I do adore Taco Bell and some other shit. Waffle House has that guilty pleasure factor of most people will hate it. And I mean, <laughs> I, I, I will back it. I will stand it. I will take a bullet for a Waffle House. <laughs> I love my Waffle House. It comes from my home state of Georgia. It's everything about Waffle House is amazing. Awful Waffle. However, like the uh, the videos when they're like, oh, hey, Waffle House got shut down because they failed a health inspection. Ain't no one care about that shit. Everybody knows that. <laughs> if you go to a Waffle House and you don't see at least half of their staff standing out bat smoking a cigarette, you are not at a Waffle House. And they cook right in front of you. I love it when they talk to you. If you're like there at a, you know, an odd time, the dude be cooking up your burger, talking to you. Oh, yeah. I always, I'm always talking to the cook. Love it. But if you don't go there and while you're walking in, you know, there's not half the staff smoking out back. You don't have your feet sticking to the floor as you're walking through. <laughs> there's not a couple stains up on your, your cup and your silverware. You don't have 23 dishes out in front of you for a four-course meal. Um, <laughs> if these aren't things that are happening, if you don't have at least one person there that just looks like, eh, they probably are convicted of a couple felonies, but that's okay because he's going to cook it extra well. Do you know why? Because his ass can go back to Joe. He's going, I'll cook it at Waffle House. That's fine. <laughs> like, if you don't have any of those characteristics, then you're not at a Waffle House. And you know what? I accept those as true facts of Waffle House. And you know what? I will gladly take that as my guilty pleasure. Going to Waffle House, getting an extra crispy waffle, bowl of grits, chocolate milk, and a dark roast coffee. I am set for life. Call that my death row meal. <laughs> I think that is a wonderful, wonderful... <laughs> Oh, you're killing me. A wonderful place to end there. That was awesome. I liked it. Well, I sure hope you enjoyed our very first episode here. This was our, like, grand opening, so to speak. Yes, I truly, truly do hope that you've stuck with us. And if you have stuck with us now, <laughs> you've been with us for over an hour, God bless you. I don't know how you've done it. <laughs> but God bless you. Yeah. And yeah. I truly I truly hope all of you have stuck around though. And I hope you enjoyed it from the bottom of my heart. Oh I yeah. hope that you've enjoyed it. I hope that you've laughed a little bit. I hope some of these have made you think. I hope you have some different opinions because I want to hear those and I want to hear some of the same opinions. I want to hear all of these, like I said, I I want you to post up on our Facebook. I want oh, you yes. to tag yes. us in Twitter. Most definitely. If you see an article over this next week, here's something I want to do. If you see an article over the next week that you think would be really interesting to hear people's opinion on, right? go ahead, post it up, and I will use that as one of my topics to talk about for the either the trending or, or overall last event. I will gladly utilize that as one of my topics. I want to know what you're thinking. And here is something I want y'all to do. I want y'all to go on Twitter. And I want you to tell us your guilty meal. I want you to give us what your guilty meal is. Mine yes. filet of fish. Yeah, I want. Yeah, you. mine was the waffle house. I de I definitely want to hear what is yes. your guilty pleasure meal. I want to know what is that one meal that that you, you might could feel have. A little bit bad and you might hide if, in the yes. back corner to eat it, but you want. It, you know you want. You it. don't have to hurry up and throw away the wrapper so nobody sees you've been eating a McDonald's burger. Just you know what I mean. No, I definitely, I want to hear what everybody's guilty yes. pleasure meal is. That is, we'll definitely, and it, it, when you post them up, we'll go through next week. Oh, we'll gosh, yes. Podcast. We'll, we'll, go we'll share these, some. Come on, bring them on. Pleasures. Let's see if we're forgetting some. Again, look us up. Relative Please. Reaction on Facebook. Relative Reaction on Twitter. Uh, if you search both of those, they do pop up. I promise you, I've tried it. Uh, if you need the Twitter handle because you're still having trouble, it's fine. It is capital R, uh, lowercase e-l-a. T-I-V-E, capital R, lowercase E-A-C-T-I. 
the number one. So go look us. We'll up. try to put all this information on the the Facebook page too, like our, our you know our handle, Twitter handle, and such. Yeah, I'll definitely cross reference. If you go to our Facebook right. page, you can find our Twitter, and I'll make sure that our our Facebook page is up on our Twitter as well, so that way they're cross reference. Exactly. So easy to find one another. You find one, you find both. And uh, thank you, my son, for spending the time with your old mama. Yes. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for doing this. Like I said, I am truly excited for what this is going to be. Yes, I, I do this truly, weekly podcast. I think this is going to be. I a hope great you enjoyed listening as much new, as we did. A new legacy. Uh, this was relative reaction. My name's Travis. My name's Mama Brian. Uh, go check us out. Load us, rate us, and remember: spay and neuter your pets and some of your relatives too. Most of your relatives.